Hello, hello, this is Mr. Authentic 838, and we are back with another episode of the Unpacking Podcast. I got my co-host, Mr. Motown Soul Gamings. What up, though? Yes, sir, we are here, and we are back, and we also want to uh, apologize. We ain't been here in about three weeks. This probably be the third week. Man, work's been crazy. Um, So, that's what it's been. It's really just been a lot of work, and um, a lot of I'm, and I've been dealing with a bunch of, well, not dealing with a bunch of stuff. We're trying to get all of, trying to get all of my information and stuff together for I can, you know, do this really good podcast with uh, separating, getting more information on what Democrats and the difference between Republicans because I feel like some people don't really understand uh, politics and what difference. Uh, Democrats and Republicans and why black people are Democrats and why white people are Republicans and why sometimes you know people need well anyways long story short the election is coming up and I want people to vote their interests but I really feel like a lot of people don't understand their where they should be I, I don't know it's just a lot of information I'm getting together and I'm still going to just finished the whole Democratic Party. Now I got to get all the information on the Republican Party and all of that and stuff like that. So that way it makes it easier and clear for you to understand why you're why certain people are Democrats and why certain people are Republicans. Because I feel like there are people that are Republicans that are not Republicans and are don't meet Republican qualifications and they live Democrat, they eat Democrat, they sleep Democrat, but they vote Republican. So, just grinds my gears and it's a whole lot of stuff to that and I don't want to get into a tangent on that because today, we are not here to talk about that. We are talking about doing your due diligence. And Motown, what is that, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked, mister. (laughs) Doing our due diligence on making sure that we are doing the correct thing to keep ourselves out of debt. Black people, my colored folks, even the white people that are in debt, get get themselves in situations where they, uh, put themselves in debt and on their scratching and crawling to get out of debt and may not understand how they got here in the first place or what can I do to prevent from getting myself back in this position again and then when I well if we get this stimulus check how should I spend this money so go forward Go forward, Mr. Un. Go ahead. Go ahead, Motown. <laughs> Unpack this. Let's get it. Because that's exactly what I did with the first one. And uh, it pretty much made it to where I got through the summer almost at ease because all of that extra money just went to the debt that I owe. And if they, they give us this last one, ooh, your boy going to be free at last. Free at last. They go. Yeah, you have to do your due diligence on <laughs> not making the same mistakes 
Well, well, that's good. I like how you broke all that down. So let's let's talk about what I mean when I say due diligence and what we're talking about. So, um, uh, my core is to talk to black. This here, I really want to. Make sure that this is heard for black men and white men that, and even women, you know, that pay bills, got jobs, and all of that. Um, my grandpa, I guess I could start it off by saying my grandpa always told me that you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Now, that's a Christian term, I'm assuming that, you know, they're saying that you have to believe in some kind of religion or you'll fall for anything. That works in both ways. In both aspects, basically, is what I'm saying. And the reason why I'm saying it like this is because you have to have a solid foundation. I'm taking Motown's word. It's foundation. He is heck bent on foundation. If your foundation isn't strong, then you cannot produce any good fruit. You can't produce any... You can't build anything. That makes better sense. So, when your foundation is weak, anything that you try to build on that foundation will have a weak structure as well and it will collapse and break after a certain amount of pressure kind of like the Jenga blocks now the reason why I want to talk about this subject is because I want people to understand that managing your money is very important because it makes your lifestyle easier because it's okay with living within your means and not hanging out with the Joneses because the Joneses don't mean you well you know the Joneses are the people that want you to get your income tax money and blow it go to Big T and spin 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 or go to the swap meet and spin 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 and buy all these things that you guys been wanting neglect the needs Instead, then the whole year you're getting loans because you can't afford to do this because you blew your money on something different. Now, let me also say on the side that I understand that some people are in tough situations where they have no choice. And that's cool. I've been there. I I'm shoot, I didn't got a lot of loans out. But what I did do was one of the things that I beat Motown in the head about is first off doing your due diligence by knowing what you bring in monthly and then what goes out you can't and then you need to learn to save money people say oh man I save money all the time it's really not easy as it seems you have to teach yourself 
how to save money, if you've never saved money in your life, if your mom or your father before you has never saved money, then you can't logically say that you know how to do it yourself without someone teaching you how to do it. Even if it's the smallest amount of money, it's easy to just say, yeah, I've been saving money, but the money that you do save, your eye gets a twinkle of something glittery and you go out there and you buy that thing that's so bright and it cuts your eye, you know? So everything that's glitter is not gold and you purchase that and then there goes your savings money or whatever the case is. So I'm trying to explain this for people to understand why a lot of people are stuck in a rut and stuck in situations when it comes to money and binds because their money is leaving the household and they, at the end of the year they don't have anything to show for it whatever and if you do got something to show for it it's shoes um what cars i know people that get an income tax check and get a car every year and like why who gets a car every year and why if you bought your first car and you really needed a new car i understand that but let's break this down Let's say you bought your new car with your income tax. I'm pretty sure if you bought your new car with your income tax, you probably bought it uh, outright, which is something that you probably seen $1,500 $1, to $2,000 or whatever. You So you don't have to pay a monthly cost for the car. So that's just something to get you started on where you can finally afford to get you a decent car. Now, you bought you this car that was supposed to be a startup car to get you in a position so where you can save up money and buy you a car that you can afford monthly, right? Uh, you following me? Right? And then next year, you never saved up any money to even get your startup. No, you never saved up enough money to be able to afford a car or a down payment on a new car so you can get rid of the startup car. Now the startup car is messed up and you have to purchase another startup car. There's your income tax gone in two years of your income tax. So, you just repeated that same cycle twice already. Right? So, why, so now the question is, alright, well I'm not making enough money. Right, and that's possible. So, what am I going to do? Now you start looking at your funds. So, what am I going to do differently to prevent me from blowing my income tax on another car next year? So, now you got two cars. You got one that don't work and one that may not work this same time next year, right? So, you could, you know, save your money and fix one of the cars, Right? That sounds like a logical thing to do, right? So that way... But then that takes money as well. And the money you put in on that car to get that new, the old car fixed, people say, well, you could have used that to buy you a, you know, a new car. True. Now let's look at it this way. If that's the case, you could have used the money in the first place to get as a down payment for a new car that you could have paid monthly. 
So obviously you can't afford to call monthly payments. So that's the reason why we're stuck in the situation that we're stuck in. So when we're stuck in this type of situation, this is when you need to do your due diligence now. Because you have to figure out monthly what you can afford and what you have going out and what you have coming in. So what you need to do is manage your money to where you have more at home than you do going out. So then you can average how much money you have at the end of the month after paying all of your current bills. And if that's enough, play or play money, I will just say throwaway money. We won't say throwaway money. That's a real bad term. Um, let's say new car money. Then you know exactly what you can afford on your monthly payment. Yeah, things will be tight because you'll still have to pay car insurance and you'll still have to get gas. So now this is when you got to start making sacrifices at home just so you can get you a decent car so that way you can manage that way you can manage your payments right. But then guess what? You make the sacrifices at home, income tax time comes up, and then guess what you got extra in your pocket? That exactly. So now that it has you living tight. But now your income tax comes in. So you know, you got some play with money. That's two thousand dollars. You still got two old cars now. You know, they kind of they ain't running the best, but they running on dry dry water. So you're trying to figure out what should I do with this? Um, what would you do, Markel, with that money? Well, I would what would do with mine. So, well, um, we're talking about in a scenario. In that scenario? Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of deep in that scenario. Let me see if I remember all the odds and ends. Let's see. Now, you're basically using your income tax money to pay for a car, right? Well, he's already got the car now. Because he managed to make uh-huh. things tighter at home where well, he can afford a monthly payment on his car. So, he got him a car. Now, he's freed up some money on his income tax. You know? Yeah. So... What would you do with that extra income tax money? Um, honestly, what I would do is not buy a freaking car if it's going to make my house tight. But, anywho, because um, if you think about it, the money you spend it to get a new car isn't necessary. You could just possibly fix the one you got at home. He already got the new car. Oh, you already got the new car? Yeah. Well, he needed a new car because it would save him money from having to purchase a new car every year. So he got him a new car. Now he's got his income tax. So I would do nothing but save it for whenever you get in a tight situation at the end, you know, during the year, you can pinch from it. So that will help you during your household for at least a couple of months so you can have some wiggle room. So basically what I'm saying is Sometimes you have to make sacrifices at home so that way you can make your life a little more easier later down the line. This is what I call a chess move. 
Life is about playing chess and not checkers. People that make people that make checkers moves, they only think about the moment, but they're not looking at the long-term goal. So the long-term goal is for you to live a comfortable life. So the only way that you can live comfortably is making the sacrifices up front that's going to be hard and have you living in this where you're paycheck to paycheck until you can actually start saving some money or when you get your income tax, instead of blowing it, you save that money as a safety net throughout the year. So that way you can have a little bit of breathing room. You can actually loosen up that button at the top of your dress shirt just a little bit. Yes, it ain't saying it's a lot, but it is a start. Um, the reason why I'm able to say this in this particular story is because uh, I've actually, this is my story. <laughs> uh, this is my story. Well, the thing was, the first car I bought was a throwaway car. But what I did with my income tax is I bought another throwaway car. And then I was like, this is not working. I need something that's going to be more longevity. But I also needed to know where I was financially so I could afford a monthly payment. Once I did my due diligence and figured out where my money was going, and I had to stop that. That was a habit I had to stop. So I had to teach myself to quit doing these things so I could have this extra money so I can afford what I need. So the stuff that I wanted, I had to quit doing so I could make it to where I could afford the stuff that I needed, which was the car. So now I have two other cars. All I did was sold them for, uh, I sold both of those cars for like 500 bucks a piece. So I got $1,000, which I also saved into my savings account. On top of the money I got on my income tax, I used that money to unbutton that tight button at the top of my dress shirt. And I used that to help me throughout the year. Now, was that easy? Hell no, it wasn't easy. But did I learn how to do it? Yes, I had to learn how to do it. I didn't get, no one taught me how to do it. I had to learn that on my own. So, not everybody, so basically what I'm saying is not everybody understands how to do that, how to manage your money. Not everybody understands how to save money. It's easy to say I'm going to save something, but I could jump off of, I could do a backflip off of the, the plant fitness building too and not break my ankles. That don't mean I can do it. I can say that all day. <laughs> you know, it's possible. Don't get, well, I mean, it is possible. I could do it on a mat. I've seen people do backflips off of stuff and land on their feet or on a mat or whatever the case may be. Yes, it is possible, but let's be realistic about it. Maybe it's yours. Yeah, you drink it. How do you know how to do something if no one's taught you how to do it? How do you know how to do something if you never sat down and learned or even took the time out for you to teach yourself how to do it? So my thing is with people, I want to, with people, I definitely want you to understand that this, this extra money that's coming, this stimulus check or whatever you do with your money, man. You know, at this point, I, I don't even see this shit happening because they already know they're not going to win the House and lose all the, the Republicans in that motherfucker doing this, <clears throat> this November, so they ain't going to do it. 
told you that already a long time ago. I know, but it didn't. It doesn't make sense because the only reason the economy is still up is simply because of the fucking Fed popping up the stocks, and they don't want to do it the right way. Well, not necessarily the right way, but the way it's going to put us in more debt, but it'll help us out in the long term. Oh, so question: Do you think the stimulus will hurt us more than it will help us, or what? I mean, to be honest with you, um, my thing is with the stimulus check is it's I know this is not free money I know this money is not coming out of it's coming out of something alright and I know that they're saying it's non-taxable right now but I just I honestly feel like this money here we really need to save it because I just I don't know you know how you know, or not only yet, if like you did with yours, get yourself, put yourself where you spend that money correctly or and put it in places where it's going to benefit you long term. Because I just feel like there's something, I don't know, there's a fine print with this. You know how somebody tells you a little bit of information and they're like, yeah, here, and this is here. It's, not, it's tax free. You can have it, you know, and they give you this money, but you take it in like all right cool and you go spin it or whatever the case is but there's you didn't read the fine print i feel like this a stimulus check situation is some kind of fine print and i'm not sure what it is but you know i i got i just put mine up i don't know i just feel like whatever's gonna happen later because i mean the economy is screwed up it is screwed up that's part of the reason why they opened it back up in the first place because they couldn't afford for people not to go back to work or whatever, and a lot of the rich people were getting into their money that they were saving throughout them years, at least 50-something odd years when they got their tax-free work, that tax-free weekend work off of our black slaves. But we're not even going to get into that. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, I'm not sure if they, but um, if they do deliver another one, hey, amen. But really what I want people to do is I really want people to take the time do your due diligence so that way you can become a better person at managing money for your household so that way you and your family can live more comfortably and whatever because I'm I'm tired of seeing a lot of black and brown people that have the money to live successful lives and yet they blow money on stuff that they don't need to be blowing their money on. And then long term, I see them regressing. You know? And I I don't like that. I want everybody to live comfortably if you can. And I want you to understand how to go about doing that by taking the time, doing your math, doing your homework, so that way you know, like, hey, when this comes up, this is what we can do. Your income tax money is not to be blowed with its come-up money. You position your income tax money to help you come up during the year. And if you don't... You know what? Huh? If you think about it, think about how majority of us grow up, income tax money was never for the come-up. It was always the splurge. Yeah. Um, did you go? Well, for me, let me say that in my experience with my family, 
it's only been to pretty much show what you got and then <laughs> the next couple of weeks is gone but most people didn't do what they needed to do with it so we have to retract we uh, we educate ourselves on exactly what to use it for and how to use it because I don't think we use it for the right reasons basically right definitely I know I personally know people that get a new vehicle every year I personally know people that get their money and they buy new furniture and all this other stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying splurge on yourself. But it comes at a cost. It shouldn't. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. I said, I said, I know people personally that get their money and blow it on stuff that they don't necessarily need to blow it on. But I'm not saying it's wrong for splurging on yourself, but I'm saying at the same time it does come with a cost. Because it hurts you long-term wise. So basically what I'm saying, when it comes to a large amount of money, a sum up of money, what you want to do is you want to place this money to make your life comfortable for next year. That's the reason why they give it to you at the end of the year. Well, I wouldn't even say that's the reason why. However, the point that I'm making is that money is to help push you into a, put you in a better position for the following year. And I had to learn I learned that you know, off of my struggles. I got tired of struggling. I got tired of getting put in freaking last place. I kept getting put, I kept putting myself in debt. And then I had to ask myself, why? What am I doing where I have to get a loan out every couple of months or however the case is or whatever? So now I have to, I have to ask myself the tough questions. Okay, what did I need this loan for? Well, I needed the loan for this. Did I even necessarily need that at this particular time and point in my life? No, I could have done without it. And that's money through for what a whole year that I didn't pay these folks for something I could have hold out on until I got my income tax and didn't bought it then or whatever the case is. Now I'm making a consecutive payment, a whole new bill for a year or six months or whatever it is that's coming out of my paycheck weekly or bi-weekly for something that could have hell I could have waited on and got it later so I'm just creating new bills for no reason because I had to have whatever the case was I needed right then and there see let me tell you something about Mr. Jones Mr. Jones don't care about your pockets Mr. Jones wants you to spend what's in your pockets because he wants you to look just as fabulous as he is. So when Mr. Jones come rolls up in that Rolls Royce, you like, wow, where did you get that from? Man, I got it at this place and it was only this a month. Oh, I can afford that. But what the hell do you need a Rolls Royce for? And you pulling up at an apartment complex. The hell? <laughs> I had a conversation at the freaking uh, barbershop. Pour some money out of his account. Right. Don't get, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. 
but he put some out his account when they got that well, what's it? What was it? 'Cause he didn't know no better. And this is why we do the podcast. To help teach brothers like that. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hey, I'm not the richest guy in the world. But I do know that if I have twenty nine thousand dollars, that money is gonna sit in a bank for me to buy a house for sure. Now, let's now you know what? Let's play devil's advocate. What if he? What, what you know? What kind of car was he driving in the first place? Oh, that, that, I don't know. know. Okay. With that being said, here's another question: What would he be doing running around with that amount of money in his in his? Well, he had it in his bank account, though, right? More than likely. Oh, okay. I thought he was just running around with that money. I'm like, what? What, what is he doing with that? <laughs> Okay, so even if he did have that amount of money, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, you want to buy your car and ain't got to pay no payments. He probably got a good decent job. He can afford that. But like you said, you know, you can't. I learned this the hard way, too. You can't buy you something nice and pull up at the ghetto and expect the ghetto to respect your nice stuff. You know, now let's. I'm going to play devil's advocate on that. Now, I, we had that conversation a long time ago with Jordan uh, Carson. He said straight up, man, the only reason why these dudes are playing with your stuff is because you ain't, you know, you grew up in this neighborhood. They shouldn't, they should know better not to mess with your stuff. Yeah, you're right. They should know better. You know, they out of respect for me. You would think that they wouldn't mess with my stuff, right? He said, yeah. So I'm just saying they know who to play with and who not to play with. That's true. Until you run into the one that don't care. Because not everybody's going to care about your stuff like you care about your stuff. So I could be walking down the street or I could be walking on the east side of town. And I see the Rolls Royce. And I'm like, who that? Where that rolling up at? What that doing on this side of town? I see you pulling up over there. And I'm hungry. You know what I'm saying? I know where the money at. Dude got a Rolls Royce on the east side of town. You think I'm not going to go? I'm pretty sure he ain't got no security system. He pulled up in an apartment complex, so I know he don't got one. So I'm going to go eat. Then your Royce, your Royce, your Rolls Royce becomes a victim to somebody else that, that didn't give a damn about your shit. Now, is, is the old boy wrong? Yeah, he is wrong. But if that you want to keep the same energy, you could also say he should have known better. Right? Indeed. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, yeah, the energy could be kept on both sides. Oh boy was wrong for tap, you know, messing with this car. He shouldn't have messed with it in the first place. However, you know, you can't expect 
people to have the same respect for your stuff that you think is nice to someone that don't have that same level of respect. And if he don't know you, you just another guy with some money that I'm finna come and get and I'm hungry. So when my appetite starts getting to what a point I need something to eat and I know I can go get it over here, I'm going to go get it. I've seen plenty of times where there's crackheads that went over there and did a come up on somebody and took take batteries out of people's cars and you know I've seen this taking radios and they know you but because they know you is why they do it so what I'm saying is we need to change we need to change our way of thinking you know there's nothing wrong with living in their projects there's nothing wrong with living in the ghetto or the hood I born and raised in the ghetto and the hood and I had to realize that you can't have nice stuff in the ghetto with a hood because people don't, people aren't, they're not used to having nice stuff. And then you really hang out with these same people that aren't used to have, that are not used to having nice stuff, don't know how to treat nice stuff because they can't afford the nice stuff. So what I'm saying is what we want to do is we want to change that mindset out of the ghetto and out of the hood and in people's minds to understand that. You can get nice stuff too. But you need to do the due diligence first and figure it out what your income is so you can set yourself up for greatness in the following year. So when you pull up, well, not just you, so that everybody that's living in that apartment complex can finally pull up in an apartment complex in a decent car. You ain't got to worry about Joe coming in here messing with your car because guess what? Joe got him one too. Everybody looking out the window trying to see who's touching whose car because everybody got one now. You ain't necessarily got to get a Rolls Royce, but it is better than what you've had if you didn't have anything at all. You feel me? You need. You want to add anything to that juice I just dropped? Uh-uh. No, it's all, it's all, it's all ready for you, baby. Ain't nothing I can add to that. Absolutely nothing. And see, I'm very passionate when I talk about stuff like this is because um, I grew up in the hood. You know, I grew up not having nothing. I grew up until I was in my early 20s not having my own car. I remember relying, relying on people to take me back and forth to work. And I'm gracious and I'm happy for those people that let me do that. You know what I'm saying? And that was also people that I was living in the hood with. So they were always there for me when I needed that, you know? And I'm never going to take that away from that, you know? But when I finally got myself, my stuff together and I finally got things to, you know, and I started learning how to manage my money correctly, the biggest thing that I wanted people to do was learn from it. I was telling people, look, man, you got to do this, do that, and do that. Man, you crazy, man. It ain't going in one end out the other. You know what I mean? And I'm like, nah, this is good. These are jewels I'm giving you. These jewels, listen to what I'm telling you, dude. Take it from somebody that's got in the savings account money. That's, you know, take it from somebody that's living in a house. I don't have the best looking car in the world, but I got the best driving looking car. <laughs> best driving. Right. You know, I'm not ass. I'm not, you know, I don't hang out with Mr. Jones and Mr. Jones out of my league and I don't want to, 
you know, Mr. Jones to stay over there on his side of the fence with the white picket fence and the great grass looking good. I like it. I'm going to get mine just right, but not right now. It's going to come, you know. So play your game. When you play chess, you don't play to take all the pieces off of the board. Because you could take all the pieces off of the board and still lose. Did you know that? And this is for chess players. Of course, if you don't play chess and you don't understand chess, checkers is all about attacking. And which is so crazy with me, Motown, as much as you do defensive builds, you you would be a good chess player. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually sat down and played, so I'm about to do that. So, like, checkers is all about attacking. Taking as much uh, taking as much stuff off of the board so you can win and make as many kings and taking everything off. Yeah, that's a here and now attack. Attack, 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 attack. But see, chess is not like that. See, chess is more of about finessing and playing smart and knowing how to play the game. Anybody can get on here and play a checkers game, but you can't get on the chessboard and not know what you're doing. You get destroyed. You can get destroyed in a chess game by at least by I know two moves. Period. I'll say yeah, you made the wrong two moves. I've Yeah, I didn't. I didn't got beat several times off two moves. Like whoa, I didn't even see it coming because you know why I didn't see it coming because I wasn't looking at the game long term. I was so focused on trying to attack this guy that he was already aware that I was going to attack him and he set me up for the okie doke. So, what I'm saying is don't be a checkers player. I want you everybody to be chess players. You ain't got to be the best chess player. You ain't but at least you know how to play the game. And the best way to start playing chess is knowing your due diligence and setting up the board so that way you can teach yourself how to play the game. So that way you don't always have to look at other brothers, other uh, other white people and wondering like, dang, when am I going to get mine? And you have people that always say, man, you got to take yours. You got to take yours. You really do. And the best way to do that is at home with a pen and a paper and figuring out where your money is going. That's how you take yours. You don't go out here on these streets and start snatching up other people's stuff. Because if someone snatched up your stuff, you're going to feel some type of way. And that's real. So if you don't want no one to do it to you, then you don't do it yourself. Don't do it at all. You want to come up, you really want to be successful, get at home, get that paper, get that pen, do your homework and figure out where your money's going so that way you can set yourself up for awesomeness. So you can become a contender on the chessboard instead of sitting at the checkers kid at the checkers board with the kids. I've seen too many grown men and grown women are in last place. And I feel for them because as much as you try to teach them how to pull themselves out of they don't want to hear you. 
You know, it's like the crackhead telling you, I don't, don't smoke crack. I'm telling you, don't smoke that crack. You'll listen to the crackhead because the crackhead know what he's talking about, right? But if the guy that's actually saving money and doing well tell you, hey, bro, don't do that. Do this because that's going to hurt you. Man, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But I'm the nigga driving the, not the nigga. I'm the dude driving the 2010 Nissan Altima. You ain't even got a car. How you not gonna listen to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to help you get a car. I'm trying to help you get to this. But you don't want to listen to what I'm saying. Look, advice. I don't want to word this. You can give advice. Um, I'm trying to word how I want to I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this advice is being handed to people on the daily um, check this out my grandpa told me this some years ago and I, at the time I did never make any sense but my grandpa said when he was in church when he was alive he used to um, get a couple of brothers and he would go get a table, right? And he would have applications of different jobs from the unemployment office. And he would set it outside. And the jobs that he would have would be jobs for different churches they wasn't paying anything they just needed volunteers and people to do you know the little bit of work that they needed done you know and there'd be a lot of young guys out there they go in there fill out their applications at the unemployment office and whatever the case may be and um my grandpa said he would sit out there and people would come and they would sit at the tables and they would never take an application and whatever. I said, so what was the point of doing it? He said, because I said, I sit out there so that people would actually come and have a seat so I can give them the one thing that I said, I would give them something um, free. And I said, what would that be? He said, advice. He said, I'd give them free advice on how to better themselves he said, I see, he said, just look at it. If you were looking at, uh, close your eyes and you was looking at a field full of cotton and a bunch of black people ready to go to work for free, right? And then a black man comes by and gives you a dollar. He said, you don't have to do nothing for this dollar, but I'm going to give you this dollar. This is a start. You know, for something better. Uh-huh. He said, there's so many people that won't even take the dollar. He said, that dollar is advice. And it's free and I'm giving it to you. He said, there's so many people that won't even take the dollar. And that resonated with me and made so much sense. Um, this is the reason why I do this podcast. I'm giving you the dollar. Take it. It don't come with no strings attached. The best thing you can do for me is make more of those dollars. 
then once you got it and you understand how to make more dollars, you turn and give a dollar to somebody else. Now that's a bars, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Now, when he said that, he said the people that don't take the dollars will still be out there in the cotton fields. <laughs> and with that being said, this is Mr. Authentic <laughs> 838. And I don't even know what to name this podcast because but I think I'm going to name it The Cotton Fields. The Cotton Fields. Like, dude, check that out. Does that make... Uh, does that make... Did that make sense to you? Does that make sense to me? The whole thing? The, yeah, what I was just saying about the Cotton Fields. Yeah. And the dollar. It made plenty sense. And he said he literally sat out there with the applications and he never gave. He said he he was just out there giving away free advice to help young guys like us learn how to manage money and do all this stuff. A lot of like the reason why I got my credit on point was because I actually listened to my grandpa when he told me, look, dude, if anything, you need to learn how to manage your credit. I'm like, what? He said, do you know what your credit score is? I'm like, no. Nah. He said, man, you want to buy a house, right? I'm like, yeah. You want to buy a car, right? Well, yeah, I do want to buy all this. Well, you need to figure out what your credit is because your credit is what's going to tie you to getting all this other stuff. And at that time, I didn't know what the heck credit was. But that was something that had to be taught to me. You know, because black people aren't being taught about credit. You know, so there's a lot of information out here in this world that we ain't getting because, you know, you're not being taught this stuff. And since the since the Civils Act move the Civils Act uh the civil the, yeah the Civil Right move right. Ah, I couldn't get it together. <laughs> it's right yeah. In sixty four you have these options now. So people are now just getting this information because it ain't happened but fifty five years ago. So if anybody understands a lot of this stuff now, it would be your grandparents that are telling you like, look, I didn't have this like you got it now. So please take this advice that I'm giving you so that you can be better for the future and you can give this information to your kids, kids, because then if you don't get it and you teach it to somebody, take a dollar, leave a dollar, then what? You you end up going right back to the right back to the uh, cotton fields. That's crazy, but it makes a lot of sense. <sighs> Anyways, you got anything you want to add to this, my guy? Nah, bro, yeah. All right, well, y'all. With that being said, this is Mr. Authentic Eight Three Eight. I'm signing out, and we just unpacked uh, due diligence and why you should do it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm probably going to name it something crazy. But all right, man. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. And I'm going to try to have another one for y'all next week. All right.